0: Sci fi Dino podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Scott Hertzog. Hey, good evening. I'm Miles P. McLaughlin.
1: Hi, I'm M. Garcia.
0: And this is episode 295. We are getting really close to episode 300. Wow. We're old.
2: We've been here for a while.
0: It has been. Mm-hmm. Eight you plus years. Been,
1: I'm younger. I haven't been here as long.
0: It's true. <laughs> it is true. <laughs> yeah. And technically, I guess I've, I have Miles beat by about eight episodes. Right. If we go back that far. <laughs> if you go back that far. So.
1: Sweet, Christmas. Well, wait, is this... through Like, are we at 300 including, like, all the rewinds and the see, dinettes? See, and all here, the here,
0: here's where it is. Um, up till about episode 200, we counted listener feedback shows, our sci-fi rewinds. Um, they were all separate shows. So we're probably close to, like, 400 or 450 episodes.
3: Okay. But
0: uh, since... But, yeah, we're, we're, we'll go by this. This is we're coming on our three hundredth show, and we'll celebrate it like that because it's easier. I can go back and renumber anything, everything, but I
1: didn't. Oh this. God, no! Can you no, it? No, don't. I'm not. That's just, dude. It's wow.
0: Painful, but <laughs> but anyways, yeah. So if you're listening to Diner and have been with us the entire time, we are so grateful you're here. And we, uh, if you're new listeners and haven't listened to the old episodes, that's fine too. We're just glad you guys are tuning in and listening to us.
2: Absolutely. So
0: we're going to do something for episode 300, but we don't know quite what yet. We'll let you know.
1: We're going to review the 300. (laughs) We're going to list the top three sci-fi books and movies and TV shows. We're to going to talk about, about the 300 <laughs> ways that our country is screwed as of January the 20th.
0: Oh, um, I don't, this want, is I don't not want a to... political show. Yeah, this um, a political politics
1: podcast. drive most of science fiction because that is the only place that people could go in their mind and in their writings to discuss what was going on in the, in the current times without being ostracized or put in jail.
3: There,
0: there is that. There is truth to that. Mm-hmm. True.
1: So, in the immortal words of Albert Einstein, suck it. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: wh- wh- did, when did you say that? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's M. Einstein than anything. with. <laughs> <laughs> <but. laughs> Anyways, yeah. So, um, yeah, so 300. 300 episodes. So we'll, 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 we'll give you some more details in, that in the upcoming episodes here, obviously before episode 300. But for now, we would love to hear some of your favorite moments from the Sci-Fi Diner over the past eight and a half years. All nine five years, of you. Nine years.
1: All five of you, right nine. in. Yeah. So
0: the two of you that are still listening to us, after all this, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, uh, well, no. I know
1: that Dave Powell and his wife are definitely still listening. Yeah, they're
0: listening. And um, I know some others... Uh, uh, Jen from New York still listening, and uh, Crate still listening, and mm-hmm. so we have some listeners out there. So and Colin, kud- kudos for all of you. Yes, and Colin, your yeah,
1: precious chocolate covered Colin.
0: Colin. <laughs> so, the, the no, three- I don't have
1: my favorites. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so they're they're your favorite favorite listeners. No, we can't
1: do that. No. That well, be- I'm sorry okay. that accent, Colin's accent, is
0: drives Emma. Lush. Also, but lash. <laughs> 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 All right, so uh, we thought we'd do something a little bit different tonight. We're going to start off with a game show. And this is the contest between Miles and M. Great. Great. So we are going to test Miles and M and their knowledge. And what I've done is I've pulled um, 11 composers that are well-known in sci-fi. And... Uh, and I think we'll just kind of go on uh, whoever says they know it first. We'll go from there. Um,
1: whoever dings in first.
0: Dings ding. in first, ding, yeah. So do, I guess, do, do, let me hear your best dinging voice. Go ahead now. There you go. How about uh, Come on, Miles.
2: Ding, ding. Okay,
0: <laughs> right. there we go. So Miles, ding, ding. So here, what we're going to do is we're going to give you a point if you can name the show or the series. We'll give you that. Um, but you'll get two points if you can name the composer. So total possible 3 points. Okay. So are you ready to go? Bring it. Let's see. Where yeah. we go. All right, great. So here is number 1 is
1: that from the movie Inception?
0: It is not. Okay. So what you keep Is
1: it Star Trek?
0: No, it sounds Star Trek though, doesn't it?
2: Tomorrowland? No. That sounds
0: familiar.
1: That Doctor Who?
0: It is Doctor Who. Yes! Yay! Point for M. Now, can you name Who? the composer of the Doctor Who music?
1: Some British guy. <laughs> um, it's the same dude. Um, Murray something.
3: Yeah,
0: I will give you that. We'll give it to you and Murray. It is okay. Murray Gold
1: he's done most like almost all the music
0: Murray Gold did and that was the Doctor Who's a music from series 8 sounds from Doctor Who so alright very good so uh, Emmett you are ahead with 3 points sorry Miles alright so how about this one this one
1: not star warsy
0: well you are close em But am ask for a little bit more
1: it's from it's not from the movies so i won't know
0: it is not from the movies is it from um, rebels it's from star wars rebels good hey. miles we'll give you a point do you know the composer for the star wars rebels music i do not all right, well, we'll give you a point anyway, so mm-hmm. still behind my two, end, but, uh, but I mean, Miles.
1: You have that really nice kind of overture quality. It does, this.
0: it does. It's Kevin Keener. It's K-I-N-E-R, so Keener, Kiner, I don't know. I think Kiner. Yeah, but he's he's composed war, uh, music for Star Wars Clone Wars and Star Wars Rebels. Hmm. So those are the uh, sums. Um, also, he's composed music for Star Trek Enterprise and SG-1. Hmm. All right, so here, let's do this one. Next. Maybe.
1: Oh, cart- it's a cartoon.
3: Very
2: good. Keep going. Uh, Batman?
1: Um.
0: <laughs> okay. Maybe it- it is Batman. So, who wrote this Batman music?
1: No idea.
2: Yeah, I have no idea.
0: Shirley Walker. A female who's overshadowed many, over, overshadowed many times by the men, but she's done the uh, music for Batman, also Space Above and Beyond, the Flash series in the 90s, Memoirs of Invisible Man, and the first three Final Destination movies nice so yeah so I believe a token female okay uh, here is number four so uh, you got that one right Em or did you you got that
2: one I got I got okay the yeah. so, here we go. so you're uh,
0: behind by a point Miles mm-hmm. all right let's see continuing on oh oh Harry Potter
1: you Harry Potter <laughs> um the thing with the beat Fantastic Beasts
0: very good Fantastic Beasts do you know the composer of the music
1: Ah, uh, um, uh, no idea.
0: I will give you no a hint. idea. He did music on The Sixth Sense, King Kong, sure, I Am Legend, The Green Hornet, Green Lantern, Unbreakable, The Hunger Games, Batman Begins, The Dark Knight.
1: You could tell me that he invented P- Peter butter and jelly, except then I didn't find it.
0: It is a James, James Newton Howard. Mm-hmm. Jameson Howard it it, is it okay? So M, you uh, there's
1: something inherently specific about the Harry Potter people okay. and the Harry Potter music. There's just
0: <laughs> it did. I, I and, knew I knew you get that one. All right. Oh so yeah. Here, here is number seven, counting down in the list. Number seven. So M, you are ahead by two points.
1: Okay. This is freaky.
0: And you did, guess, you did guess this one earlier.
1: This movie Inception?
0: Yes, it is Inception. Ed. Do you know who wrote the music for Inception?
1: Hmm. Hmm. So, um, he's the dude who did... He did the, um, Beverly Hills Cops. Okay, um, a long time ago. And yeah. then... He, um,
0: he did the music for uh, Man of Steel, Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice. He has a
1: super cool name.
0: He did.
1: He has a very super cool name. He's like German or something. and Or Swedish-y.
0: Hans Zimmer.
1: Zimmer!
3: Zimmer,
0: there, <laughs> go. there um, you go. All I'm, right.
1: That was gone in my head.
0: All right, so this is... Uh, oh, yeah, I forgot about this. Um, if Miles doesn't get this one before you am, I'm gonna be very disappointed, I'm just saying.
2: Star Trek motion picture. Uh, try again. It's not the motion picture. It's Rathokon. Okay.
0: Wow. And who I composed the different?
2: music? Jonathan Williams?
0: Not Jonathan Williams. Okay. Um, hmm. He did the music for Avatar, The Amazing Spider-Man, The Wrath Search for Spock, and Field of Dreams and Titanic. James Horner. James Horner. James Horner. All right, but you do creep up and down. What do you? Uh, you're behind by two points, right? I think. All right, let's move on to writing number. The
1: points down.
0: Yes, you're you're writing them down. I'm not.
1: I'm not writing them down. It's your game.
0: I know. I'm saying I'm, I'm remembering Shut it. Boring. I'm I, I'm good at math. I'm an English teacher. All right, so um, oh two points behind Miles. But uh, here's another one, and uh, Miles.
2: Star Trek, the motion
0: picture. Okay, who wrote it? The music? Is that Jonathan Williams? No, not Jonathan Williams.
1: Goldsmith. John Goldsmith. Uh, good.
0: Jerry, Jerry Goldsmith. <laughs> yep, it is Jerry Goldsmith. So, uh, do we give it to Miles M.?
2: No, M gets the points for the uh, name of the artist. Okay,
0: all right, so uh, well, you're behind he by me three Gold points.
1: Smith. What he gave me Goldsmith, and that's when I got the Jerry. So you want to split the points? Sure.
0: Okay, so uh, you are now only like one point behind M. Okay, so catch it up. Okay, okay, my- four more here.
1: It's new Star Wars. Um,
0: good. I guess technically old Star Wars, but...
1: Well...
0: Of, I know. <laughs> it's from what movie?
1: It's Rogue One.
0: Rogue One. And do you know who wrote it?
1: Um, some Italian dude.
0: It, yeah, You're good, because I wouldn't have known this. Michael... I
1: just bought the soundtrack. Uh,
0: Michael Giacchino? Ghiot- I, I don't know. Ghiaccino?
1: I have to look at my iPod.
0: Yeah, so um, he's worked a lot with J.J. Abrams over the years. and uh, but he. Uh, so you pull ahead now by another point for at least we're getting the names here. All right. I got uh, the movie, you did. by the you way. Got, what was that?
1: I got the, I get a point for the movie, and then is it... Two points for the music, for the composer. for the composer. Yeah. Well, get, I didn't really get the composer. Get the I got answer. his nationality.
0: You did so. All
1: right, I literally bought the um the soundtrack like good. four days ago. All
0: right, oh. three more, three more notable composers in sci-fi. We'll see if um, we get this one. <laughs> very good who composed lord of the rings music
1: um uh sure
0: but good good we'll give it to you howard sure all right so oh wow she's now creaming you yeah i've, I've uh, some I, I, I hope there's help Look. help for you miles hmm. but two more here maybe maybe you can get these but uh because this is going back this is dating you I mean, a little bit but okay
1: What's that supposed to mean?
0: I know. I have no clue. So don't. ask.
1: Okay. Don't <laughs> you
0: ask. I'll pretend I didn't even say that. <clears throat> Superman. No, M, M, yeah, M, M, M got yeah. it. M got it. This is, um, it. First this is Batman Michael movie. Michael Keaton Batman. Yeah, yeah ni- one. 1989. It was written by Danny Elfman.
1: Why did you tell us?
0: Oh, wait, were you going to get it?
1: No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Miles would have gotten
0: it. No, I'm, I'm <laughs> sucking at this. I wouldn't have gotten it. All right, we'll All do right. one more.
1: All
3: right. One
2: more here, then I will call it Star Wars from the, from the uh, New a New Hope. Composer. Jonathan Williams. Very good hey uh, mild. Yay. I got one composer.
0: <laughs>
2: Alright. Well
0: Em, um, I do think you are declared the winner by at least two points. You played William, yes.
1: Well, I I like I do like soundtracks and yes. I have a bunch on my I listen to a bunch of them. And the only reason I remember any of the um any of the composers'cause my my friend American Colin, who does not have an accent sorry colin um <laughs> disgraced he, Colins everywhere but really into music and he plays a lot of instruments and um we, we we and in my little collective of friends like we discuss music a lot in films and So the names have kind of... Hey, the guys will be happy. I was paying attention.
0: There you go. You made the guys proud, just saying.
1: Yay. He did. He did.
0: So, M, you are the un... What is it? Unrequited? That's all right. The unvanquished... Unrequited? I don't even know. What the fuck? Don't ask me to speak in this show. I know this is a talking show, but don't ask me to speak. Just saying. All right to some news. We have some breaking news in Star Trek, and uh, Miles, do you want to talk a little bit about this?
2: Yeah, so, well, we we got, we got more casting news. Um, uh, Sarek will be, I guess, a reoccurring character on uh, Discovery, but we also were told that... Wait, wait, wait,
0: wait. For those of us who really don't pay attention to Star Trek, who in the heck is Sarek?
2: Sarek is the father of Spock. Okay. So. Alright. But uh, just pulled a couple paragraphs from an Entertainment Weekly article. Uh, They learned of two major developments on the CBS All Access series. The first is that the series will include Spock's father, Sarek, as a key character. This is the first character who has appeared previously in the Trek franchise to get on board the new series. Not only that, but our Federation sources have revealed who will be playing Sarek, actor James Fran, or Fran, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing his name right, who most recently played uh, Theo Galavan, a.k.a. Azriel, on Fox's Gotham, Fran has also had arcs on BBC, America's Orphan Black, HBO's uh, True Blood and NBC's Grimm. This switch has a few reasons behind it. A key one is that the recently cast star uh, Sinequa Martin-Green is on AMC's mega hit The Walking Dead, which is airing its current season through April. There's a concern about the marketplace confusion if CBS were to ramp up promoting her as a star on a new sci-fi show while her horror hit currently is on the air. The other reason there's still a lot of careful deliberation continuing to go into making Discovery special, from the choice of directors to set design to special effects. While May would have been a strong premiere month for the project since Discovery will launch on CBS's broadcast network before moving to streaming service, May is a rating surge month, given that Discovery will normally live on all access. One of the
0: things that we didn't clarify here is the fact that, yeah, they did this casting stuff, but it's now no longer May. Like, they're, yeah. they're airing this. We're probably looking at fall premiere. In fact, they haven't even set a premiere date.
2: It, it could be later. Yeah. And there's
0: and I think they cited that one of the reasons okay. they're doing this is they are rewriting the scripts. Mm-hmm. So how do you guys feel about that?
1: Why are they rewriting?
0: Great question. Part of part of one of the articles I read seems to be... Thank
1: seems, you, Scott. Yeah. I've been wanting to ask that question all night. <laughs>
0: Welcome to Mr. Sarcastic Pants. But anyway,
1: that was just very radio radio announcery. Like, thanks, M. One of Thanks for being a good listener. And top of the hour. No, Go ahead. Uh,
0: okay. No. Um, I know. But you know, the, so I mean, what's
1: the rewrites for? The,
0: the, you know, one of the uh, one of the articles I was reading was theorizing that they want to make this show right, and so whatever they had wasn't coming off as well as they wanted. So, you have that. But that's always putting that's a positive... Cool. That's always putting a positive spin on it. I feel like this show has been plagued by some issues from the go.
2: This is how I feel. I mean, I would love... Tell us, I, I would love to get a Star Trek... Well, and you are going to here. Um, <laughs> I would love to get Star Trek on TV sooner, but at the same time, I remember what happened with Enterprise. Uh, the... The... the uh, um, producers wanted to actually wait a year after Voyager went off the air, so they could have time to work on the scripts, work on the show, and do it right. Mm. Uh, UPN was like, "No, we need a show in the fall of 2001, so you, you, you need to have it ready by then." And we know what happened. Enterprise, although I, I, I liked Enterprise, I think if uh, the producers would have had a little, had more time maybe Enterprise would have had a longer run. They would have um, not been so rushed to get it up and going um, and uh, maybe flesh the show out better. So maybe may, hopefully the more time they have will make, make Discovery better. That's what I'm hoping for. It, it, if they have the time, then, then, let, then they can do what they need to do to, I mean, get the show. So it's, it won't feel so rushed. That's just my two cents.
0: All right. Duly noted. Very good.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Any thoughts on that, Em?
1: No, I mean, if they need to take their time, they're clearly they've taken a lot of time because it's x amount of years since we've had Star Trek on the television. But given the just given where science fiction is now and where science fiction in television is, they don't want to screw it up so i respect that and they they're probably being they might be overthinking things or they're finding that the chemistry's wrong and if that's the case better now than later better to wait and put out a better product yeah. but you're gonna get the you know the guys who live in the basement of their parents houses who don't see the outside complaining you know, it's simply because they don't, you know, Star Trek should be blah, 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 and they'll write their fan fiction and complain anonymously on the internet. I'm, I'm willing to give them time
3: right.
1: to do what they need to do to make it right. So if that's... I'm sure there's more to it, and they're not allowed to talk about it.
0: I'm sure, too. We only get that part. Yeah.
1: I, I, I don't have a problem. I've waited this long. It's fine. Yeah. It's not like it's, you know, a pregnancy, and they're like, well... You know how we said nine months and push. Yeah, well, it's more like twenty. <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: So yeah. it's it's I don't really have an issue. Yeah, I'm excited that it's coming. I I'm excited about the angle that they're, It's from the perspective of a of a crew member, not necessarily a, a, a the captain of the ship. But and they've made some interesting choices as far as casting. So it's it's kind of neat. I don't know. Like the TV show The Expanse is spectacular. That's I'm that's a big meter stick to hold Star Trek up to. Mm-hmm. So they they don't want to screw it up, which I respect.
0: So you're watching The Expanse?
1: I've, I saw the first season. It comes back um, next month. It starts back next it? month. Yeah.
0: Is it good? Yeah, it is oh. good. Oh, yeah. See, I, so so I have to watch it.
1: So good. Mm-hmm. Uh, season 1 is on is it's either on Netflix or Amazon Prime right now. Oh good.
0: Why well, both? So we're good. Ta-da. Okay, uh, M, did you want to share some news about Legion or are you allowed to talk about it or what?
1: Well, yeah, no, I just got this really um oh, I hate it when I do that. Yeah, no, yeah. Um <laughs> I got a press release out. I'm waiting for the for the full article about Legion um which is an X-Men TV show. Um there are. Hold on, I'm pulling pulling up the email I got today. Uh, da, 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 da. So they um, so Legion is roughly based off of the X Men character of the same name, and uh, the guy who's doing the set design and basically the 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 cinematics of it all. He um, he's been given free reign to really do what he wants to do. So that's kind of impressive. Um, and it, it looks like it's supposed to be 2017. I don't know. Like, if you look at what's being put out by Netflix as far as Marvel goes, um, those shows take some time to produce and get right. And if I remember, um, Legion is like, he's got like a bunch of superpowers. So to, to spend the time to film that and then any CG, any effects, any practical that needs to get done. And they're just doing set design now. Um, I don't so know we're if we're waiting. gonna get it in 2017.
0: Yeah, we're, we're waiting a little bit for that. Do you know? What I network... think we're
1: gonna wait a, while, a lot of it. Yeah. I don't Do you... really think it's gonna come this year.
2: Do you know
0: what? But network... it is
1: kind of nice that they're pushing forward. That like it sounds like it's actually moving forward. They've got studio space in Canada, um, like everybody does. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, <laughs> so it's it's pretty cool. Like the cast looks interesting. They're all newer names, or not really a lot of names, which I. Really appreciate. I really like that we have new young people who aren't super well. This dude was in Downton Abbey, um, but how many episodes? Not that many episodes. Oh, no, and all like 25 episodes, so a lot of episodes.
3: Yeah,
1: um, so it is kind of neat. I'm excited for this. It should be cool. It's gonna take a while, but then, um, Netflix released a, 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 a picture. Of um, Daredevil, Jessica Jones, some other dude, Luke and um, and Luke Cage. But no, there's some other dude. Iron Fist sitting on a cab. Who is he?
2: He, he uh, his character is called Iron Fist.
1: I so Iron, which I guess they're going to introduce him. Um, there, it's the first signs of teasers about that um, that team up that'll be on Netflix. So super excited! Oh, yeah. It'll be fun.
0: Very good. And now do we know what do we know well like, what network Legion's airing on or anything like that?
1: Um, I'll be honest, I don't know. It's That's a beast, right. it's a Marvel property. So I'm guessing they're gonna it'll be this is a Netflix production, but I could very much be wrong. Um Uh come on, Wikipedia. Help me <laughs> don't out. Let me,
0: don't, let me, don't let me go.
1: It's a it's a FX production by Marvel Television. Oh, very good. Oh, yeah, by
0: FX. It'll be cable.
1: Yeah. Created for FX.
0: They haven't had any... uh, Has FX had any real good series in a while?
2: Not that I know of. Not that I know of, so that'd be cool. They
1: have The Strain, which is a creepy, creepy TV show. Right. It really freaks me out. And then there's some funny stuff, like um, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, oh, The Americans, which is really intriguing and amazing. Um, I can't think of what else. And they'll have Legion.
3: Yeah,
0: very good. Well, one of the shows that I'm really excited about that's coming up, or I guess it was just announced that they're going to be producing it, is AMC's sci-fi series about the history of sci-fi. James Cameron's producing this six-part series on the history of science fiction. Um, and uh, in, and uh, they're producing it and James Cameron is kind of front running it. And it's called James Cameron's Story of Science Fiction will examine the history of sci-fi from H.G. Wells to pop culture to the pop culture juggernaut it is today. So, I'm kind of looking forward to that.
2: That sounds interesting.
0: Yeah, I think it'll be fun. I'm going to be teaching next year a science fiction literature course. Oh, fun. And, yeah, so we look at the history of sci-fi and so this will play right into it. Nice. So So I'm excited about that. So shows
3: go.
1: Oh, a little tidbit for um Parks and Rec friends for Legion. I was I'm sitting here digging around on their website. <laughs> Aubrey Plaza will be um I'm, be playing uh, some chick named Lenny. Um and appears to be the best friend of the main character. I will watch anything with Aubrey Plaza in it. She is the most amazing, deadpan, comedic actress I've seen in a very long time.
0: You said Aubrey I have Cro- a little
1: girl crush on her. She's <laughs> kind of hot. All right. What, no take, response I'll take, I'll, to that? I'll, I'll take your word for it. From the peanut it. gallery? I do She is cute. I just
0: looked okay. her up. So.
1: You should watch Parks and Rec. You would enjoy it. I probably would.
0: She's cute. There you go. Miles even said She's- cute.
1: Yes, she's cute and very talented.
0: That's the important thing. All right, uh, where else do we go? We have a couple other news stories here. Pick one.
2: Okay, well, this clip, a deleted scene from uh, Star Wars Force Awakens showed up. Uh, We can see Chewbacca's prowess at uh, ripping arms off of people. Isn't that special? And it couldn't have happened to a nicer guy. <laughs> did you see the sim no i haven't
1: I'll oh have to look. hold on
2: yeah i have the link in the show notes i'm gonna go play it
0: but uh you won't be hear here
3: mm. i heard you're looking for some neighbor hello
0: ray
4: I'm going to make you pay for what you've done.
3: I suggest kindly that you let go of me.
4: And I suggest less kindly that you come with me. You have no idea the trouble you are in. Hey! I'm not afraid of you. Half a wiki isn't
0: much.
1: Oh! Well, he can he can rip the arms oh, off, know, a gun, off a of a whatever a Gundar. Yeah,
0: we well, see. That's the an the... that's a, that's an Easter egg because don't, don't we have like Han saying that right. well, he can rip your arms off? You, you know, you... Yeah,
1: it's in uh, a New Hope when they're um when they're, when they're playing the chess yeah. game, but that's the Simon Pegg character <laughs> character. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Right. So that's why funny. so why do you think they cut it? Too
2: violent?
1: They're saying it's too violent, but there's not like blood and guts going everywhere. It's still
3: worse than when like
2: Obi-Wan slashes off that guy's arm, right? I mean, there and there's blood come, you know, coming off that arm in that film.
1: It's all well, n- think about who owns the property now.
2: You're right. That's probably That's, that, that, that is I, true. I think
1: we just yeah. answered the
2: question.
0: Yeah, okay, done. Move <laughs> along. move along.
1: Moving on. Yeah. Moving. This is not the ar- the appendage you're looking this for. This is not the Long. arm you're looking for. Uh, I don't need to see your papers. Yeah, <laughs>
0: uh, but uh, one of the things we are looking for is X Files. It's coming back in two thousand eighteen.
1: Yay!
0: So we just got news that they they have signed on for another little stint of the X Files.
2: I wonder if be any other other shows that went off the air will have another.
0: Well, Netflix has been pulling some like Gilmore Girls and what other? I don't watch them, but. Mm-hmm. Um, Fuller House and, and all those shows. People, there has been this kind of nostalgia that has been pulling some of these old shows back. I just saw another one that they brought. Um, I don't know. I saw. I just saw that there was another one that was announced they were bringing back, and I thought that sounded kind of cool. Mm-hmm. But so I don't know. I think there's this nostalgia that people have,
2: right? And uh, Net- Netflix can uh, make it happen, I guess.
0: Yeah.
2: Run for you know for a limited season, but you know yeah. still.
0: Well, the X Files is a, that's Fox, right? Right, I think so.
1: That's a Fox property, but
0: when they when they aren't canceling, apparently.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: but we haven't dogged on Fox for a while.
2: We, Fox. We, we do need dog on Fox, yeah.
1: So, like Netflix just put out um, the unfortunate um, uh, a
3: series the of unfortunate. Lim- events.
1: A series of yeah, the Lemony Snicket. Yeah. They put out Oa. Um, they're putting out Black Mirror, which is, they've been putting out a lot of really creepy stuff. Oh, One Day at a Time, they just redid, but it's a Latino family now. Um, so that's kind of interesting. That's a that's a flashback to the past that's kind of fun. Um, I like the White Rabbit project, which is, if you're fans of, um, Mythbusters, of yeah. Mythbusters, you're going to love that. Uh, the the amount of original content coming out of them is unbelievable. D- there's one that I have earmarked called Spectral, um, and it's basically space ghosts. And how is that not awesome? It's not. It's awesome. So just zip it and watch it.
0: Space
2: ghosts. Did anybody see uh, Travelers?
1: No. How is that? I
2: watched I, the first two episodes. I, I watched it from beginning to end. I I, I really enjoyed it. Um, Brad Wright, one of the producers from uh, the Stargate series, uh, I guess he was the lead on that, but there's a lot of Stargate uh, alumni um, in that show making appearances. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. Good. But um, if, you need, if you need some tra- ta- any kind of time travel, that's... Uh, um,
0: that's the kind of plays i do it.
2: So, yeah.
0: yeah. Well, how about talking about something that's not so sci-fi, more like sci-reality?
2: We up for that? Some real science, you
0: mean? Real science, yeah. Amazon is developing high tech roads to help control self driving cars. So I thought this was kind of cool. Like it or not, self driving cars are the future. Now, Amazon's looking to be part of it. No worries yet if you get to avoid traffic with Amazon Prime. Hopefully. Um, but basically, what they're doing is they're patenting some sort of uh, way to govern cars so that they can uh, reverse lanes. I think it it said the Amazon tech is is designed to manage reversible lanes, which indicate the change of direction in traffic with overhead signals, and this is apparently can be hard for self-driving cars. But
1: huh?
0: So I mean, that is kind of they are kind of here. We're kind of seeing just the beginnings of that, and uh, obviously safety is a big concern. But
2: yeah, it's uh,
0: that. I mean, that and and the robot apocalypse is my concern.
1: Yeah. Oh, we always have to watch out for that. Always.
0: I mean, robot. I mean, the last thing I want to be is in a car that's taking me
2: somewhere I don't want to go.
1: Right. Like to work.
2: I mean, that's where Skynet's going to start—is the cars. It is. It is.
1: Well, <laughs> one quick thing—did you guys watch the Golden Globes?
2: I have not. I didn't. But
1: go did. Go ahead. You, did, did you notice that? Not a given. The volume of sci-fi, kind of fantasy, interesting shows that that, have, that are out. Um, none of them won.
0: I am, Nothing won. I am not surprised, Em. You know, I remember I remember when Lord of the Rings, the last movie, I think it was uh, when the when Return of the King, like, was won like five or six. Maybe that was Oscars. But for years, for years, they were just overlooked. You know, all the cinematography, the music, the special effects, overlooked until the very last film. And then it was like... They were so popular that I think they felt like they probably should do something for it. But sci-fi and fantasy
2: typically is kind of shunned. It's still a red-headed stepchild of. It is. It
3: is. I would
1: have thought, especially Game of Thrones was amazing. Westworld was dead sexy, amazing. I know. We've had, we've had some really good, fun stuff. Like, uh, uh, what you call it? The um, Agents of Shield has not been great, but there's been some really good. So there's been some good content out there. I'm I'm just I'm a little shocked. I'm a little shocked that like nothing, nothing was out there. I,
0: you know, I wish I could say that I was shocked. It wouldn't. It wouldn't, It doesn't shock me to hear that they've kind of been shunned. TV shows, sci-fi TV shows just don't win.
1: Like uh, the People vs OJ American Crime Story for miniseries and television show. Like, hello, what? Did, no. Did only like six people watch Game of Thrones? No.
2: Apparently maybe six million people did, but uh yeah.
1: Like but so many people watch that show and it's all it's all La La Land and Manchester by the Sea and uh like just whatever. It just made me sad. It's unfortunate. Although yeah.
0: Yeah, I guess like, they were like even like Stranger Things, you know, you would have thought would have had some presence there. I mean, right? I, guess, I guess some of them were nominated, right?
1: I, I I don't even remember that. Yeah, I have to look up the nominations. But I it was a little dis- I expected Game of Thrones to get something, and now that this is the last season, yeah, we'll see what happens next year. The there's still the so there's still the Emmys which are like the real TV awards, and then the Oscars which are like the real movie awards. Yeah, the we'll see, and then there's People's Choice which is usually the only place where you get a good contender
2: yeah i remember star trek next generation getting awards for either best music score best makeup effects that kind of thing but i mean as far as best acting or supporting acting yeah not so much
0: yeah and the fact he said the only person that was even remotely associated was um I guess Viola uh, Davis' score did win, but not for a performance in Suicide Squad. It was in Fences, and uh, and um, amazing Spider-Man actor Emma Stone. Also, but that was for La La Land. So not not for the performances in sci-fi. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so uh, sci-fi was definitely snubbed this year. Again, but I think in general they probably. I think in general it's snubbed. I
1: don't understand. Yeah. I'm disappointed. I know
0: you have every right to be because I don't think
1: that
0: I, I don't think they should be
2: should be snubbed. I mean, some of the best actors on TV or movies are. I think I think so. I mean, not that I'm, a,
0: you know, unbiased. Not that I, I mean, I'm unbiased. I know, but
1: um, why do you think that is? Why do you think that even even with the with the volume of success over the last couple of years? Uh, and the number of TV shows that have been that have spawned up, um, both on regular broadcast television, cable, and internet uh, content providers, the films that have been out, and some of the books, like all of that, Man in the High Castle wasn't even like looked at. and that was amazing, amazing. and I consider that sci-fi. it's it's fantasy. Um, i'm I'm always curious to understand given how mainstream all of this has become in this environment, it's still kind of the red herring. Well, you know, what and you I, think?
0: I, well, I think that's it. I mean, there, there's been a rise in geekdom and a rise in nerd culture among, you know, the common people of America. But, but when you look at the people, the, the, the higher ups in, in the movie industry and what, and, and the people that, I don't know that maybe front the money for a lot of these, uh, Movies and what they consider to be good movies and good television, uh, sci-fi is just not really looked at as being a valuable genre.
2: Maybe, maybe financially.
0: I think, I think, and, and personally, I, mean, I think they just
1: pulled in money. Dark Matters was really, really well written and 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 a little scary. Um, American Horror Story. Every once in a while, there's a good nod to that because that's it's a little different every year, but that at least gets something every yeah. once in a while. It's, it's just, I just and think people,
0: I just think when you oh. look at when you look at the people that are in, that are highly,
1: the people gonna, in the position to make the decision.
0: Yeah. And I, and the people that I would say, like, so like I look at, like, I, so, so just take, let me take my little microcosm of life here at the school I teach at with, a bunch of the a bunch of the educators that I teach with, mm-hmm. um, whenever we talk at lunch or about something, it is never about science fiction stuff. But one on one with them, kind of like a little bit under the table, like they will talk about science fiction shows they're watching. Some of them a little bit more proudly than others, but they will talk about like, you know. The the, the the king's speech or they'll talk about something else that's pretty epic or a TV show that is that seems more appropriate in company and so somehow sci-fi still has this current as being like a guilty pleasure that like a chocolate you shouldn't be eating but really isn't the main dish
1: it still carries a stigma no matter how good it is.
0: Yeah, and it's unfortunate, and I'm. I think, I, 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 I'm hoping that if we continue with the trend we're in, give yourself five years, ten years, that'll change. But there's still this stigma that high theater, high movies are, you know, you know, epic TV shows are typically not sci-fi.
2: But maybe like what you said, I mean. Maybe it'll still be changed over time. I mean, you, you got Anthony Hopkins in your HBO science fiction series, and the worst he gets is good. I mean...
1: Um, He's amazing in that show.
2: I mean, pe- the people that that make those decisions, that nominate for awards, I mean, they, I mean, hopefully their attention will be drawn to when they see a big name and obviously when the greatest of actors are of our time in a show like that. Hopefully they'll take notice.
1: They didn't this time. No, the best world wasn't even nodded at.
2: Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah.
0: yeah, I don't know. And, uh...
2: Yeah, I don't
3: know.
1: Not I'm... to not to bring us all on a downer. But no, but I, yeah, it's, it's, I think it's, it's something a, it's... that's kind of popped up. Well, and it's a great question. It's, not it's popped a great, up, it's... but just it's a good question. I, it's, just when you think you're getting, you know, you're getting through to people, and not not even that. It's not even that bad. It's just, you know. A lot of people watch these shows. I a lot of people. There's so many people who I consider like norms, the normal folk. Um, who I mean, look at the numbers for Star Wars. Look at the numbers for for, for Doctor Strange and 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 the numbers for people who are watching all this stuff. It's I funny. I'm just I'm eternally hopeful that it's recognized for for the creativity and the talent that come to it. It just sucks that you have to, like, have an ivory and merchant style existence in order to be recognized or you.
0: It's funny because <laughs> it's you look at strange
1: the to me. I
0: mean, look at the top ten movies, you know, as far as the top ten movies of gross of all time, I bet you only a handful of them ever got nods. Like some of the superhero movies never got a look at. Well, never, never some of at.
1: them are terrible.
0: Well, yes. Oh, I'm not saying that but Batman versus, but, versus
1: Superman. <laughs> yeah, but but but
0: that's not one of the top ten. Right. But I mean you look at you, you look at some of them and even and even Star Wars, the fact that it's made almost a billion dollars is not will probably not get a nod. I mean I hope it does, but who knows? Oh. Uh,
1: but it just made me sad. And no, I, thought I,
0: I'd I, I hear you and I and I and I agree. This is a good discussion and you know we um and I think it's Maybe a, we should
1: take it. We should have a panel on it when we go to Farpoint. We can, or we
0: can incorporate it as part of our live show.
1: Right. Absolutely. So one of one of those. But we'll things? be at Farpoint. Yes. In just a sh- few short weeks.
0: Yeah, about a month.
1: Yeah. That's yep. Which is why we should start shilling it now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be oh. a Farpoint, by the way.
1: Oh, are we? We That's are, so- Ab. <laughs> Why don't you tell us a little bit more about Farpoint, Scott?
0: <laughs> Why don't you tell us a little bit about more about Farpoint, am?
1: Not it. Why don't you tell us?
0: My, I, my fingers on my nose.
1: Well, I'm bossy and the only girl, so I get to tell you what to do, so. <laughs> uh,
0: Sam Whitmer's going to be there. Just call
1: me 11.
0: Sam Whitmer's going to be there.
1: Just call me 11. Yeah,
0: you're 11. Um... <laughs>
1: Oh, that's right. Did you not watch, did you, did you watch uh, Stranger Things? I did. Isn't I it watched my Yeah,
0: I know. Oh, um, boy. Uh, it's too late, um, too late. Um, <laughs> any, who else is going to be at Farpoint? We have Sam Whitmer. Your uh,
1: mom.
2: My mom's not going to be at Farpoint. Your mom is. Uh, Nicholas Meyer, who. Nicholas direct- Cage. Dick kind of directed and oh dear God, we're not going.
1: <laughs> Heck to the no, absolutely not.
2: And I always have a hard time pronouncing his name, but um, he was in Dollhouse. He was in um, uh, Marvel. Um, let's see, uh, uh, Agent Carter. Okay, I, I he I, I can't pronounce his name, but uh, you see this guy, you've seen him in things. He'll be there. You go
0: to the far point con page you'll find it
2: yes so, but
1: and what's that url
0: farpoint.com i don't even know i'm making it up oh uh, boy yes yeah, so yeah we're gonna do tell I people to the wrong, do all the work you in this do farpoint convention
1: 2017 Farpoint 24 is february 17th through the 19th in beautiful hunt valley maryland um, which is actually—it's a nice, quiet area. Lots of—it is good. Um, It's—I like it that it's super quiet and it's just right, and it's not too far to get to from either Baltimore or Philly. Um, they will be, as I look at the hotels. It's a new one, didn't it It got—it was bought out, and yeah. I because it used to be a. Um, it, it used to be, used be a Victoria. much nicer.
2: Something else now.
1: It, was, it used to be a Crown Plaza, but now it's a Radisson. And actually, they did a very nice job with some of the renovations. Uh, found in beautiful Timonium, Maryland. You can find Farpoint information at farpointcon.com. Very good. Back to you, guys.
0: Hmm. All right. Well, yeah. <laughs> no, and uh, you know, we, we always have a good time at the con when we
1: go. We do. It's fun.
0: Yeah, it's good. It's not a big con, but it's a good con.
1: Oh, that Evner, that Enver guy. He was also in um, Dollhouse. He was good. Yes. Oh yeah, he was really good. Enver
2: Jorkai, I think yeah, his, his there name is pronounced. We will
0: and take then
1: that. some hey. of our favorites, our some of our favorite authors will be there. Yeah, um, whole bunch of fun people.
0: So, but yeah, yes. I think that Farpoint's yeah, always I'm a good time. So if you, you are like in the area, I would check it out. Definitely.
2: Yeah, there'll be there'll be a um, costume contest Saturday night. Miles is dressing up. No, I'm not. Um, but uh, there will be other people dressing up, and some of these people really do a great job with their, their costumes. Can I go
0: in my space pants?
1: Yes.
2: Yes, you must. Yes, you, yes, you must come. You heard it man.
1: here, everyone. Scott will be joining us in his space trousers. <laughs> what a wild and wacky, wacky time we're gonna have!
2: I'm gonna sing the song. You should. <laughs>
0: if oh my
1: if- God! Yes. They have a thousand car- times Yes.
2: Friday is karaoke night, so
0: me in my space pants. Yes. Singing. And will How you be my Gwen is- Stefani? Just saying. No. <laughs> oh, that's too bad. <laughs> that's unfortunate. But if
1: you're if you're coming and you're staying Friday night, and since it's karaoke night, make sure you do not get a room that's on the atrium. <laughs> that is it's true. Spe- Unless you plan on, like, staying up all night, because it can be super fun. But if you're an old fuddy-duddy like me... Then
0: <laughs> yeah, don't do it. Don't
1: you, do the it. atrium is not the best place. Yes. But if you're all about, like, hey, party time. Woo-hoo. I love it when those dudes show up and they're dressed like Klingons. Oh, yeah, and then they yeah. show up with Klingons but Stormtrooper outfits with tutus. That's mm-hmm. That just always throws me and yet is expected yet unexpected. Yeah, it's real. I love them.
2: Those guys know how to party. They do. They
1: do. Hey.
0: <laughs> well, let's go into our interview tonight. And this is an interview not from Farpoint from but one of the other cons we go to Shore Leave and uh Miles, you would tell us a little bit about this interview?
2: Yes. I got to talk to um, one of the favorite characters on, on, on any sci-fi series. Uh, he played Walter Bishop on Fringe, uh, John Noble. Um, Denethor. Uh, and, you know, Denethor in on, on Lord of the Rings. Uh, he He's done tons of other stuff. Um, I, I got a, maybe about ten, ten, ten or more minutes with him, but I, I, I was surprised I was going to get this interview so I consider myself very fortunate that I got a chance to talk to him. He was lovely to talk to, uh, very busy actor, you know, you look at his IMDU page, he is
0: Always working. Always working.
2: All, yeah, I mean, from live action to voice acting, um, some of your favorite uh, superhero sci-fi uh, cartoons, he's voice acted for that as well. But uh, Walter Bishop, one of the most brilliant and entertaining characters on, on TV ever. Um, and I got a chance to hang out with him for a little while.
0: So. awesome. Very good. Yeah. Yeah. I I really wish I would have been there to chat with him. But. Mm-hmm.
2: He he. I mean, he seemed to have a good time at the con. I mean, I thought he, he's a you know he's a classically trained actor. You, you're not sure how you know he would take to that, but he 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 seemed to have a good time. He you know uh, I remember he somebody painted a picture of him and there's a cow in the that. He uses it in in fringe experiment for experiments, whatever. But somebody drew or painted a nice picture of it and gave it to him, and he was just like tickled over that. He thought that was the coolest thing in the world, so Ah, we do that for him. That's That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome.
0: Very good. Well, here's the interview, and we'll see you on the flip side.
2: gentlemen, we're at Shirley of 2016, and we're hanging out with Mr. John Noble. His IMDb page is an impressive list of popular genre shows for the past decade, as well as being in two of the Lord of the Rings movies. He's one of the hardest working actors out there, not just on TV, but movies and the stage. Sci-fi fans know and love him for playing with the greatest characters ever created, in my opinion, on TV, that of Dr. Walter Bishop on five seasons of Fringe. Mr. Noble, thank you so much for taking time to talk with us on the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. Thanks, well, It's great to be here. It, it's great having you here. So, just looking at your IMDb page, you're one of the busiest actors going right now. How do you manage to juggle so many projects? Uh, look, I've,
4: I've been lucky. When, when, when we're doing uh, a series, say a series like Fringe, there isn't a lot of time to do, to do other things because that's uh, 22, 23 episodes. Um, with some of the lighter loads, you can do other things, and there's also a the little bit of hiatus, I mean, and particularly with the, something like a, a voice job something of this nature, it doesn't take long to, to do you know, you, Even a big job, you'll, you can get that uh, done within a week, so mm-hmm. you can fit these things out without sort of exhausting yourself too much. And, uh, and then I took a break and went back to Australia for a little while and, and worked on a few projects there, which I loved doing, because a would know, back at home. So I, but I love to work so it's it's not it, it, my wife often says to me why don't you slow down I, I, I don't want to slow down you know you, you love what you do and I so. do and that's why I come to these uh, these conventions as well because it's just uh, to me it's I, I get it through meeting people and also because we, it's uh, to, to get some feedback on what we do we're locked in studios most of the time and to, to get to get a sense of you know what impact we do has on people mm-hmm. and, uh, to, and to meet the people that Basically, uh, pay our wages because without fans we, we've got nothing. So, and I enjoy that very much. Well, I know you brought a lot, of,
2: you know, joy in fringe. Uh, t- you know, sometimes, you, many times, you made us laugh. Sometimes, you made us cry. It yeah. uh, took us on a, an emotional roller coaster. But it was a fun ride. Yes, it was. It was a beautiful character. Mm-hmm. And uh, and and you
4: know, I, I mean, I understand Walter. I, I did understand him. I understand that those those extremes of emotion. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and of behaviour, I, I don't think it's you know, obviously the character role is compressed into something. But all of us have those capabilities, you mm-hmm. know, uh, in our behaviour. And uh, so I just take those to extremely extreme and compress them. They're all truthful. I didn't have to invent something that wasn't was truthful.
2: I mm-hmm. thought he was a very truthful. Character. So it was easy to draw inspiration to create him and portray him. Then. Oh, you well. Uh, well uh, no, it right. takes no. It
4: takes work. Right you, right. you need to look as with any job. You need to. I notice you come to see me and you're prepared. I need to go to do my work. I need to be prepared. Mm-hmm. And, uh, whether that short preparation
2: or an extensive. Walter Bishop was pretty to be extensive. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Um, I think Walter Bishop was one of the best characters in, in sci-fi, but not just sci-fi, sci-fi television. Mm. What inspiration did you draw on when you you created him and portrayed him? Well, when I was a
4: young fellow, uh, one of my friends, and still is, uh, was a crazy guy. He was a scientist. And I I shared a house with him for a while. Insane fellow.
2: Uh, uh,
4: All over the place in terms of his social manners and so forth, but quite a genius. And he still is. And he's still uh, on the outer fringes of science. He's still working. And he's now my age, and, and he's still working towards this thing that he's been working on all his life. And I get these emails from him, and, and they're going to break it before he dies. He's going to actually prove this theory that he's been ostracised from science for what well, forty years now. Mm-hmm. And that's the guy. But oh, his social manners are terrible. Yeah. <laughs> but whatever he did, he did obsessively. Whether, whether he was making love to his woman or he's he playing tennis or whatever he's doing, he's obsessive.
3: Yeah, and, uh,
2: lovely man. Throughout the show we got to see different versions of Walter Bishop. We mm. got to see him, how he was back in the 80s, we got to see a mirror version of him. Mm. How is that for you as an actor playing Bishop so differently depending on when and where he was?
4: No, it's, it's a gift isn't it, to, I think, to, it's almost like this huge acting no, class for yourself, where you say, well what would happen under these circumstances, what would happen if, if that was changed? And it's the sort of stuff you might teach in an advanced acting class at university or something. But I got to do it all the time. And because I'd done my research, I was able to just subtract or add little bits of information from him um, to to do those subtle changes. Or, indeed, the big change across to alternate was the same principle again. Um, but it's fun. It's, it's really fun to be, to be in charge of your... Uh, your to be judged with to such a degree
2: that it, it's exciting and it's work, but it's not puzzling. Mm-hmm. You know. it was it was always fun to watch. Um, fans of fringe who also love Star Trek had the opportunity had the opportunity to see Leonard Nimoy guest star a few mm-hmm. times playing William Bell. Mm-hmm. What was it like getting to work with uh, Leonard Nimoy?
4: A, a, a rare and unexpected and unbelievable thing, and, and, you know, the man was uh, just one of the great time. if not the greatest, and uh, I, when I was told that he was going, I actually couldn't believe it, I thought that were kidding me, this beautiful man, um, at the end of his career, turned up, and I worked with him, no, all the worked with, with me but pretty well, and we got on so well, just so well, we became close friends, and I thought, so honoured uh, to, to share that. Uh, I think it was the last actor he worked with, too. And, uh, it was just bliss. Uh, I can't speak highly enough of the man, his professionalism, his persona,
2: his generosity. Beautiful. Man. Yeah, I, I had a chance to see, he did. He couldn't come here because of his health, but they Skyped him in, and it was just lovely just just to he, see him interact with the fans, and uh, I, I wish I could have a chance to meet him so, we're at a science fiction convention. I'm nerding out, meeting, meeting you from one of my favorite TV shows. What are the things that make maybe, maybe make you nerd out a little yeah. it's,
3: it's changed over, over the years to some degree.
4: In terms of nerding out, I actually do nerd out about science. I have to say, a bit like Walter Bishop, I get mm-hmm. terribly excited by, by, by that. I get.
3: Uh, I get very, I get
4: very excited. Similarly, about the the developments that, for example, for example, I'm seeing in neuroscience, in terms of the understanding that we're starting to have of how we operate as human beings, mm-hmm. and what what creates the behaviours or where the behaviours are based. Within. But I love all this stuff because I think it's important. We it really take some of the, the, the rubbish out of life, mm-hmm. uh, and so I, that, that's kind of where where my head goes. And then I, I sort of, I then. I nerd off on, on theories which are way, <laughs> my poor wife has to put up all these highfalutin theories, uh, social and economic and, belief and theories of mine. but I find it very interesting to think outside the box and to think outside of the, the habits that we, we limit, I think uh, limiting belief systems are what I try and think outside, because we all have them and they, they inhibit us and they hold us back so I try to get outside those limiting belief systems course, it's, it's very exciting to do so and very, and very easy to slip back into
2: not doing it. Too. I know. I right. said that
3: you're doing things, but fact, One last
2: question: You continue to be busy uh, working on TV, stage, and teaching. Is there, is there something new we'll see you in soon that we, we ought to plug? Well, no, I, no,
4: no, no nothing at the stage. I mean, we're, we're looking at a couple of projects, but there's nothing to be named at the stage. Okay. So um, I'm just going to do a, a little role in a film, nameless, uh, next uh, this afternoon actually, and uh, beyond that. Uh, and no, there's nothing to name the states
2: that I can name on me. Yeah. Well, we'll keep an eye on your IMDU page for, for,
4: for new things. Or sure. sure. well, watch me on Twitter.
2: <laughs> I, we'll watch you on Twitter. Mr. Noble, it's a pleasure speaking with Thank you. Thank you, you, nice you so much time. for your time. Lovely
3: thinking for that.
0: Did Em just seriously snort at me? She did. You were snorting. She snorted at me.
1: I'm, I'm holding it. You
3: know.
0: <laughs> Don't hold it in M. Don't I'm not afraid. <laughs> See offended. you
1: guys on the flip side.
0: Oh my.
1: Don't forget uh weather and traffic of the eights. <laughs> Here we are at the top of our it's time for wacky. Woo! What's wacky about your workplace? You can win a free subway zebra. <laughs>
0: And that'll be our interest. Uh, let's do that as our introduction <laughs> at, the end, at the end of the show. Uh, well, um, hope you enjoyed our interview with John Noble, and and uh, if you are going to Farpoint, please let us know. Ignore M; she's talking in the background. Um, but. Uh, if you are coming to four, Farpoint, four point, Farpoint, either one, please let us know. We do want to hear from you, and we would love to meet up with you. We will be recording a live show there and doing some other panels as well, right? Yes. Yeah. Any panels that we can share that you remember right off the bat?
1: Um, I'm hosting a panel called How to Survive uh, a Really Nice Guy and a Really Crazy Guy While Doing a Podcast.
0: <laughs> That's terrible. Thanks a lot. Um, I'm the nice guy Miles is the crazy guy we're just Uh, straightening that out Uh,
1: I think across the board we've got like a couple Doctor Who's we've got some uh, some pop culture-y stuff time travel
0: I think time travel is one of them yeah yeah so yeah so come check it out we'll be at Farpoint also let us know what you want to talk about on our 300th show that's coming up so we're excited about that and uh, anything else we need to share or is that about it I think that's about it. That's about good. That's great. Oh,
1: oh, oh! There's oh. a new There's a new convention that's starting up here in um, the DC area. It's not until July. It's called Novacon. Right, right, um, right.
0: I saw your post it, on it.
1: Yeah, I. It's uh. There's a There's a guy here who runs a really great bar out in Ashburn and a comic book shop, and he and his buddies got together and they're pulling it. They're. It's based uh, game and comic books, gaming and comic books, and just really like nerdventure in general. Um, and I want to say it's the second weekend in July, Novacon. July 28th Sorry, guys, 30th. Sorry, guys, I thought I, 28th thought I had this 30th. out in front of me.
0: Yeah, the end of July. Um,
1: end of July at the Ritz-Carlton in Tyson's. Oh,
0: very good. Very good. So
1: I just wanted to drop that out there and start getting people excited because they've got some really great people coming and it'll be fun.
2: And they have the guy who plays uh, The Flash is dead. Ooh, that'll be good. Who also
1: played The Flash?
2: In the 90s TV show, yes. Yes, that is correct. Yes. Yeah.
0: Well,
1: absolutely.
2: I believe that's about it. Thank you guys. It was good chatting.
0: It's always fun to hang absolutely. out at the diner. Yeah, absolutely. And um, and uh, so I guess we'll get together in two weeks and chat again, and we can talk a little bit more about the 300 show, and uh, obviously, Farpoint Yay. will be right
2: around the corner then. Cool. So, all
0: right, I believe that's it.
2: All right, till next time, good night and good luck. We'll see you.
1: Do your dailies.
0: Digital caffeine, just say. Yeah, sure. Your a digital shot, what? Caffeine.
1: Caffeine, okay. Yeah,
0: what, what do you think I said?
1: Cat pee.
0: <laughs> Cat pee. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I guess some people have that fetish. Not me,
1: though. Ew! 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 God, this is a family show. <laughs> it Come
0: is. on, man. It is. Tell that to Dayton.
1: <laughs> no, you're the one. You just, it has nothing to do with him.
0: You're the other one I brought up. Cat. You're the
1: one who, who just you didn't pronounce clear enough. Teacher of students. <laughs> Way to enunciate.
0: That's okay. I have my gun and I'm going to protect myself from grizzly bears.